So there are many, many ways for us to practice stepping out of our self-importance. Um, different ways of conceptualizing our identity, different ways of relating to the world around us that thankfully allow us to step out of the the stiffness and the deep seriousness of our personal identity. When we become too consumed with thoughts of ourselves, of thoughts of whether we belong in the world or don't belong, as much as this is an understandable line of questioning and something that we want to explore, as I think I mentioned on the original track, it is a kind of a trap because thinking about ourselves more does not result in freedom, but in increasing tension, internal stiffness, as I mentioned. It's taking ourselves way, way, way too seriously. A loss of flexibility, which is really quite necessary for growth, for change, for any kind of living process. And so we need to practice stepping out of it as often as possible. I feel that there are many ways we can do this through physical practice, things like dancing. I'm not going to walk you through a dance practice here, but dancing, play acting, pretending to be other things, a very natural instinct that occurs in all children, I believe, where they want to play being different characters, different species, you know, non-quote-unquote living entities within the universe. They are water and wind and earth. We're going to explore a bit of this practice in the track today. But we can do this just by switching up our identity as we move through the world, wearing different hats, putting on strange clothes, anything that shakes that stiffness, that tension around our sense of self is deeply beneficial for us being able to separate from self-importance and the power that it tends to exert over our mind and our reactions. We can also, as a kind of fun and beautiful practice, do something that children are often apt to do as well, which is to speak to small things, to talk to plants and birds and rocks. These things that quite typically, I think, in the human mind, we denigrate as being lower than us, less important, less significant to the whole system. This idea is truly a very unnatural formulation of hierarchy, where the human mind has created an identity or a sense of itself as being so important and therefore things are below it. And I believe that this is fundamentally flawed and is what perpetuates our continued sense of importance. And so if we are oriented towards undoing importance, we want to speak to small things as they are on our own level. We are on the same level as them. We go and speak to rocks in a river near us as if they are people. They are but as if, you know, we are telling our mind that these objects, these beings, have the same worth as we do. Can you speak to a plant as if it is your equal 
because I believe it is. Not just for the purposes of respecting and honoring the plant, but so to remove the power that your own self-importance has over you. Can, in fact, these small beings be more important? Which might be a stretch. And it doesn't have to be that way. But if you want to be freed from the grips of your ego mind and all its stories of self-importance, that can be a beautiful way of stepping out of it. Breaking the binds that the mind tends to set up in our self-concept. So beyond those practices, what we're going to explore today, as I mentioned, is an exploration of inhabiting different states. Of practicing, playing, allowing ourselves to become somewhat fluid in our identity as we explore what it would be like to inhabit the state of an elemental, the state of an animal, the state of any non-human entity in the world. So you can do this practice seated or laying down, whatever's comfortable for you. And as we've done on previous tracks, I want you to begin by closing your eyes to allow your attention and energy to move inwards, to find grounding through becoming aware of your breath, Notice the physical sensations of being in your body right now and do this with a light touch, meaning we do not need to diagnose or dissect what is happening if we have pain or a particular sensation arising in the body. We can just acknowledge that it's there. We acknowledge what it feels like to be breathing. You can acknowledge, too, the cognitive processes that are occurring for you in this moment. How busy or quiet your mind feels. But that, too, is done with a light touch. We don't need to solve the problems in the mind right now. Just notice what is there. Come back to the breath. Notice the feeling of the inhalation as a wave and the corresponding exhalation as the descent, the falling back of that wave. And start to feel your body moving in this wave-like formation. There is no stopping or starting between the inhale, the exhale, and the subsequent inhale. Our breath and body go up, and they crest, and they fall down. And the pattern of the breath 
pattern of the body. Begin to resemble the surface of the ocean. Or we may imagine ourselves floating on the top of a wave. We go up. We go down. But then we begin to release our attachment to form. Rather than being on top of the wave, I imagine that we are the wave. We are water. We are not controlling the movement. The movement is us and is happening to and for us. As our attachment to self-identity is released, we find we can inhabit an elemental form, an elemental identity. You are water. And maybe this experiment, exploration, is simply you being the ocean, being the womb of the earth, the place where all life began. You may notice the expansiveness of inhabiting this state. sense of calm, of depth, and presence. Or perhaps you want to explore becoming a river. What does it feel like to be water? To not be attached to your form, but to allow yourself to identify with the flowing, surrendered structure of the element of water. You may notice, this is typical with this kind of practice, the mind can become quite uncomfortable with releasing its attachment to form. Sometimes our thoughts speed up. We come up with ideas of what we should be doing. I encourage you to speak to your mind almost the way you'd speak to a child. Not in any sort of demeaning sense, but to invite it to play. Ask your mind to just try this. 
See what it feels like to be water. And as we finish this phase of the exploration, come back to your body and notice if there's a corresponding shift in your physical form. Can you sense softness or relaxation or surrender in your muscles and your bones? What does it feel like to be water? And then take yourself in your imagination into a forest. And in this forest are some of the most beautiful, huge trees you can imagine. Trees that are hundreds of years old, thousands maybe. And visualize the height, the width of their trunks, the incredible strength that you can sense in their existence. And find one in your visualization that seems to call you. And imagine going up to it and placing your back against the trunk. And here engage all of your senses. You can imagine your hands touching the bark. That sense of solidity as you lean your back against the tree. But as the borders of our body dissolve to become water. Imagine the edges, the borders of your physical form almost melting into the tree. Like you are walking backwards into it, becoming it. Your arms become outstretched limbs, branches, pine cones. You feel down through the feet the sense of being rooted, of both drawing down into the earth, this immense sense of grounding and connectedness. but also the feeling of drawing upwards, of being supported and fed. Your roots connect you to everything around you. A deep sense of interbeing, interdependence.
and follow this feeling up through the core of your being, your trunk, upwards into the arms, outstretched. We know the sensation of gathering energy from the sun. We do it too as humans. But here in this form you feel the nourishment, the energy that you are receiving. And the wind picks up and your branches are moved. And you sway. You feel the support of the entire system of your roots grounding, connecting you. But this beautiful sensation of dancing with the wind, being fed by the sun. become aware that you are a home to many, many beings. There are squirrels and insects. There are butterflies nestled between the layers of your bark. And there are birds and imagine the nest of a bird. Maybe it's a robin, or a sparrow, or a hummingbird. It doesn't matter. But feel the love that you have for this being who loves you in return. And whichever bird you came to land on in your imagination, really hone in on visualizing this bird. Maybe see it tending to its nest or its babies. And imagine that it picks up to take flight. And your consciousness no longer attached to the stiff experience of being just you, has learned how to move and can go with the bird, become the bird as she takes flight. Imagine what it feels like to lift off from the branch of a tree. be carried by the wind imagine the acute senses incredible awareness that a bird occupies looking for food 
maintaining awareness of predators. Try to imagine the aliveness of this state. A bird has no self-consciousness. They are not concerned with how they are being perceived. They waste no energy on their concept of identity. And as a result, their perception is so available to them as they fly. Imagine everything you notice, every bug, every sound, flooding your awareness. Imagine what it feels like to fly. for it to be, maybe back in the nest. And say thank you to this archetypal form, to the energy that is the bird self. Say thank you to the tree. As we express gratitude, we build relationship. Let our self-identity encompass not just our human experience, but that of a bird, that of a tree. And we say thank you to the water. These forms are in us, they are us. So long as we practice moving our consciousness, our awareness away from the isolated sense of self we have become too attached to. But you return to your body awareness. Take a big breath. Exhale fully. And for the last time, notice what it feels like to be in your body. Has there been an alleviation of stiffness, of tightness? Can you take yourself a little less seriously? Can you release a little bit of importance? and find, in replacement of that, a far more abiding and consistent sense of belonging.